0: There's trouble brewing in the ECHL, and we have a lot to discuss because, like I said, canceling a season is way easier said than done because it does affect next year. And, yeah, there's something going on, and we need to discuss a lot. So it's a jam-packed episode today. Buckle up. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. all righty now what is up new jersey welcome back to the locked on devils podcast here on the locked on network i'm your host college hockey play-by-play announcer trey matthews and uh yeah did you listen to my dire warning if you didn't by any means because listen this was just a few seconds ago i don't know how you can forget already but the echl is in trouble as some teams have decided to opt out this is like so whoa Uh, You know, I I know a lot of uh, things are changing right now. I know a lot of states, including the state that I'm currently going to college in, uh, Michigan, I know everything is kind of getting shut down again, so uh governor whitmer has announced a three week uh stay at home kind of thing or you know not not a stay at home a three week lockdown and uh some of the games i was supposed to do play by play for at my school have unfortunately been canceled as a result so yeah we have uh everything is seems to be going backwards right now i thought instead of taking uh two steps forward, we're actually taking two steps backwards. For every step forward we're taking, we're taking two steps back. I think that's a song somewhere from some country uh, song. I don't, I forget. But yeah, so uh, we have a lot to discuss. And before we do, let's do a quick recap like we do on this show every day. So if you hadn't checked out uh, yesterday's episode, I basically talked about the reverse retro jerseys and why the New Jersey Devils decided to opt for a more green type of look. Because remember, they used to rock a, a sort of like a green, white, and red jersey back in the 80s and 90s but the primary color was not green so people were a little stunned saying like where does green come from like why is green in new jersey's colors it should be red white and black but you know i had to explain like it comes from the inspiration of the jersey devil and their living uh, conditions in uh, like Pine Barrens because you know, Pine Barrens, it's all green, like it, it's light green. I know this green is a little darker. I, I don't know what this green reminds me of because, like I said in yesterday's episode, it's uh, the devils were joking around saying, like, hey, Kermit the Frog is happy with it, or um, uh, Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is happy with it, but I just said, yeah. Kermit's too light and Raphael is uh, not that dark either. So it's like, uh, it's kind of confusing. I don't know which uh, green to opt for. It's a very dark dark green so um it could be a frog color but not kermit the frog no let's not go there so yeah anyway if you had not checked out that episode that was pretty much fun to do so give that a listen because uh, i had to give everyone a wake-up call as to why these jerseys were fire okay and uh they're only going to be worn on the ice four times this upcoming year so you know if you don't like it you could suck it up for four games and if you like it like me, let's petition to get it to 8 games, then 12, then 16, then 20, then 24, then 28, then 32. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Obviously, there won't be, probably won't be that many games uh, next year. I, I I presume it'll only be uh, half a season. But uh, yeah, so we have a lot to discuss more about the ECHL. So... Uh, I was seeing a lot of tweets while I was in the doctor's office, re- relaxed, I was just getting my allergy shots like I do weekly, so, you know, while I'm waiting for my allergy shots to, like, settle in and things of that nature, because you have to wait 20 minutes after you get the shot just to make sure you don't have an allergic reaction. Um, so, uh, w- while I was waiting in the doctor's office, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I follow a lot of ECHL uh, announcers. If you guys don't know, my mentor, Ever Fitzhugh, he used to be an ECHL announcer before he got to see Al Kraken, and uh yeah I was so I because of him I follow a lot of those accounts and you know he used to do it for the Cincinnati Cyclones so you know thanks for that Everett now I have a little bit more connections and maybe future guest stars who knows maybe maybe I'll try to get one onto the show sooner or later but anyway scrolling through Twitter and I'm seeing this thing I'm seeing ECHL 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 in trouble in trouble in trouble uh season canceled season canceled season canceled people opt out I'm like uh oh, this is not good. So I decided to do some more digging and I saw that six teams elected to opt out of the season. And I'm just like, uh oh, this is not good, including an affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. So I'm just like, uh-oh, this this is not good for the players. This is not good for work staff because, like I said, it's good to be announcing at the ECHL level, but it's sort of like playing minor league baseball or minor league hockey, uh, playing in the G League for the NBA. Yeah, you can make some money, but you can't really live off that forever. Yes, you're closer to the NHL, like scouts and things of that nature— but, you know, it, there's not a lot of money involved, depending on who you are, of course. So, uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about the poor people who, you know, won't be able to have a job. And as a broadcaster, I can understand how frustrating that is. So, yeah, we're going to discuss that a little more. But uh, first, I have to tell you guys something, a story. So, you know, while I'm waiting in the doctor's office, I get a little anxious. And, you know, sometimes I just need some sort of energy. But, you know, I just don't know what I need. So, uh, you know what? J- just picture this. All right, everybody, how much does this relate to you? You just need some sort of energy boost. You just need to break through that wall. You need something great, delicious, but at the same time very healthy so that way you can go about your day and still look great. Well, I have the thing for you. You've heard about Built Bar, well, they now have Built Go, but what is Built Go, you might ask? Well, break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in at 1.5-ounce packages. Put in a briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to go through the day, or consume it when you just need some energy to watch the New Jersey Devils play. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut chocolate mint this stuff is great I've already had a few and I'm already bouncing off the walls I have so much energy right now Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein collagen protein is fast absorbing so it gets into the system fast plus it's easy to the stomach collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health this stuff literally makes you look better now I'm gonna give you an offer that you can't refuse visit Bilko.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 30% Off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 30% off at bilco.com. There we go. I repeated. So now you have no excuse. Let's go, baby. Alrighty, now that I've broken the breaking news or uh, broken the late breaking news. (laughs) So uh, let's talk about some of the press releases because I was trying to search for a press release to analyze and just give my full-fledged opinion on. And one of the things I realized was I I found a press release that we're going to use. It's from ESPN. And that's the thing. Uh, Hockey doesn't get covered that much by ESPN. So it's really uh, astonishing when hockey is covered by ESPN sometimes, even if it is for the wrong reasons at times. So Uh, we're going to read this press release from ESPN entitled entire ECHL North Division Ops out so like I said Only six teams opted out, well, only six teams, that's a good amount of teams, so that that could really uh, screw up the scheduling, so yeah, six teams elected to just opt out of the season due to COVID procedures and COVID concerns, so let's read this, and I'll give my opinion towards the end of this episode, so the ECHL's entire North Division has elected to voluntarily suspend operations for the 2020-2021 season due to the economic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, sources confirmed ESPN. So like I said, uh, usually a pandemic like COVID wouldn't affect a brand like the NHL because the NHL just has so much uh, money. They have so much salary cap. That's why they're able to offer these players this amount of money, this, that, and a third. And You know, even though ratings did go down for this year's Stanley Cup and this season in general, because all of sports honestly was just affected so badly by the pandemic that ratings went down, revenue went down, because like I said, during the bubble for both the NBA and the NHL, they couldn't make any money off of ticket sales. They could still make money off of, you know, certain things like, you know, jersey sales, sponsorships, things of that nature, but still, it hurts a lot. And, and we're a big market uh, organization. Now let's look at some of the little market organizations like the ECHL that doesn't make that amount of money where, you know, players are playing uh, on a like minimum contract where players are, you know, are just fighting tooth and nail. In some cases, some players might have to have a second job in order to do this full time. I know not, every player but some do and you know that doesn't just apply in the NHL it applies in minor league baseball it applies in the G League it for the NBA it applies in the Canadian league that uh, is not associated with the NFL, but still that's professional football. But you know, I don't think you can make a living out of that. You know, you still get some TV uh, exposure, but still at the same time, you know, it's just like uh, I don't, I don't think you're making bank like some NFL players. So that's another thing where we have to put this in this perspective and how uh, the ECHL is just affected so much by it because they're just smaller. They have smaller sponsorships. They have smaller uh, contract flexibility. Flexibility. They have smaller uh, work staff. So like when Everett came onto the show, he told us that not only was he a play-by-play announcer, but he was also in charge of public uh, relations. He was in charge of marketing, things of that nature, because, you know, they, they sometimes have to combine two jobs to save money. And in the NHL, they don't have to do that. They can hire someone like Doc Emmerich just to do play-by-play full time. He doesn't need to do any marketing any or any of that. Uh, Matt Loughlin, who's the play-by-play announcer for the New Jersey Devils for radio, you 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 know, he doesn't have to do any marketing, he does other stuff, I'm sure, like, you know, when we dissect these interviews, sometimes he's doing an interview, sometimes he's on the podcast, things of that nature, because, you know, I'm sure he wants to, not because he needs to, so, you know, there's a huge difference between that, and, you know, sometimes Everfit2 told us that he had to load bags at four in the morning, shouldn't you get an intern to do that, shouldn't you get an equipment manager to do that, I'm not trying to judge or anything, but, But I I would be uh, a little upset where if someone had to make me uh, load bags I'm just like you could easily hire an intern or can't the rookies of the team do this? Like this sounds like a rookie hazing kind of job not your play-by-play announcer or things of that nature but you know sometimes that's some of the things you have to do because you know money is kind of tight and uh, you know until you make it to the big time sometimes you have to go through the fires of hell So, you know, that that's what the ECHL is, which is, you know, it's a smaller organization that isn't on the same platform as the NHL in terms of TV sponsorship uh, contracts things of that nature. So, yeah, they're going to be affected heavily on it. That's why the MLB, they, they didn't even have a minor league season because, you know, they, they couldn't afford it because it was like, we're only playing 60 games. We don't really need other games going on. We'll just have them work out and, you know, do these at, at this site. But, you know, we're, don't expect any games. Just expect inner squad and things of that nature because, you know, it's not really necessary. It's not really a top priority. But, you know, let's continue because this does affect, um this does affect uh, rebuilding teams like the New Jersey Devils because how are our players going to develop? So the six teams that are impacted by this are one of our affiliate teams, which is the A. Rancourt Thunder, the Brampton Beasts, which is affiliated with the Ottawa Senators, the Maine Mariners, affiliated with the New York Rangers. That's actually kind of funny because Mariners and Rangers—they're both, uh, uh, you know, they're both uh, in the hockey world, but they're also in the baseball world, like the Seattle Mariners and the New York Rangers. That's kind of funny. I'm sorry, the the Texas Rangers, like, you know, I think Texas Rangers makes a little more sense. So, yeah, Rangers and Mariners, that's actually kind of funny. The Newfoundland Growlers, Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Reading Royals, Philadelphia Flyers, and the Worcester Railers, New York Islanders. So, with these opt-outs, it leaves the ECHL with 18 teams scheduled to play this season. It's also worth mentioning that the Atlanta Gladiators, an affiliate of the Boston Bruins, and the Independent Norfolk Admirals, previously opted out of the season. Players on the team that voluntarily opt out become free agents. As of October, the league and the Professional Hockey Players Association were still working on what that free agency means for the 2021 and 2022 season and their potential return to the teams that opted out but come back to the league. The ECHL regular season is scheduled to begin on December 11th. That's less than a month away, everybody. The league created a two-tier schedule with 13 teams starting in December with a 72-game schedule and the other remaining teams starting on January 15th with a 62-game schedule upon jurisdictional approval. The playoffs would be seeded by points percentage. So this really screws up everything. They had this all planned out. Everything is coming into play uh, for next month. And all of a sudden, we get this bombshell dropped on us. And this could really mess everything up. So like I said, this pandemic is really serious, and I'm not trying to downgrade it in any sort of way, but I just wish that this decision was made a little earlier. That That's just based on my knowledge so far, because like I said, it's not just the players that are affected, you also have work staff, you have like broadcasters, you have staff arena workers, you have all this going on and you know you got to think about them too so how are they going to get uh their money how are they going to get their paycheck how are they going to you know pay for their rent things of that nature because uh you know mark cuban is a good uh example of uh, an owner who just paid for work staff's paycheck so that way they're covered during the pandemic but unfortunately i don't think there's uh owners like uh Mark Cuban in the ECHL in terms of like that much revenue I'm sure there's a lot of them who are generous but at the same time they just can't do what Mark Cuban does because Mark Cuban has money for days he has money galore like I'm sure when he opens up his front door money just falls out and unfortunately owners of the ECHL they don't have that kind of money so could they just cover paychecks normally but you know at the same time they don't want to lose money because this is kind of the situation that they're in right now because they have to opt out due to economical reasons so that's my concern because it's not because they're concerned that their players are going to get COVID or uh things of that nature it's because it's an economical decision so that's my uh thing because I'm seeing a lot of broadcasters on my uh Twitter who do ECHL they're a little angry upset confused like because all this work for nothing now how are they going to do their job? How are they going to get paid? You know, things of that nature. It's really frustrating because you guys, you got guys fighting tooth and nail to get to the NHL and uh you know what's next so how are they going to get paid that i know i'm repeating myself but you know that's a very legitimate question i'd be having the same question if i were in their shoes so the league tried to give the maximum number of teams the chance to play this season but rising covid 19 cases and an increase in local regulations made it difficult for the north division teams to commit to the 2020 2021 season A quote from Ryan Credlin, who's the commissioner of the ECHL. He said, we've tried to lay out options for all our teams so that each team can make their own decision. It's certainly not normal protocol, but we want to get back to hockey. Every jurisdiction is a little bit different, and so providing our team's options seem to be like the best solutions. Unfortunately, when you give them options, sometimes, you know this is what happens so sometimes you can't really be too open with your options sometimes you could give like well you could give options but you know don't make it so like open like let's just say because you're gonna get like 20 different opinions you gotta like you know keep it in a little circle and you know have teams decide or say like listen we like this but can we negotiate this just a little bit better that's a good example so you know that's what I want to be taken into consideration because like I said the season was set to go for them in less than a month and you know obviously it would have been a change schedule type of thing like like i told you guys the formatting of it and how the playoffs would occur but you know now that it's happened it's just like uh you know What do you do now? Now, do you have to shorten up the season? Do you have to like change it up a little bit? Because, like I said, if you cancel a season, if a team cancels a season, it's way easier said than done because it affects next year. So, it affects like how your players and roster is going to be. It affects how you got to pay them. It affects how they're going to develop. So, like if I'm a team that's uh, rebuilding, you know, that kind of thing, it's like, and I'm looking at some of my young prospects who are in the ECHL or things of that nature, it's just like, you know, how are they going to develop if they're taking a a year off, you know, that kind of thing. So, It's really a confusing and just difficult uh, time, and it's just like, you know, for every step forward, it seems like we take two steps back, quite honestly, and, you know, I'm just trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I thought, you know, we're close, we're close, we're close, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Governor Whitmer just uh, puts down a three-week lockdown for the state of Michigan and as a result I was supposed to call a few games this weekend but unfortunately they got canceled so you know I can understand the frustration of games getting canceled because it's like you're preparing you're working and then all of a sudden usually it's at the last minute because you know they try their very best to try to get it in and see if they can you know bend the rules just a bit say like can we just have no fans can we just socially distance things of that nature it's a very tried in time and you know it's very rough it's just like what do we do like and The answer to that is, I don't know what we do. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know uh, who's going to do this, who's going to do what. I don't know uh, how free agency is going to affect these ECHL teams. I don't know how scheduling is going to be. I don't know how the playoffs are going to be. I honestly don't know because, like I said, this is just new. This is new for them. And, you know, I feel bad for some of the people that I'm following on Twitter and I'm seeing their frustrations and I'm seeing, like, you know, it's just unfair or they feel like it's unfair that, you know, their job is kind of being taken away from them after they've been working so hard. I, I can tell you guys. I was really excited to get back on the rink and just call some hockey like my energy was like at 11 that game because it had been seven months and now these guys are gonna have to wait even more time and and it could drive them nuts because it's like we've been waiting for so long we've been resting our voices where we've been preparing things of that nature it's just like now it's being taken away from us again and and like i said what i could tell to my uh, people who are are covering echl right now if you're listening to this episode if you follow me on twitter traymat4 or the locked on devils uh, podcast network you know i'm i'm just saying like Stay strong because, you trust me, uh, it's always darkest before the dawn and there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So just hang in there. Don't worry. We'll all get back to normal soon. We're, we're getting close. We're actually making strides. It's just like, you know, sometimes with the media portrays, sometimes it's meant to scare people. But in reality, like, yes, there's a lot more positive cases, but there's a lot more testing. Things are reopening again. And you know what? I know it's three weeks. It seems like a long time, but trust me, three weeks will come and go. It will come and go, and everything will get back to somewhat normal. Maybe not completely, but somewhat. I can tell you one thing. I am tired of going out into public areas and just having to wear a mask. I'm getting tired of it, okay? Okay. And, you know, I'm getting tired of socially distancing. I'm tired of wearing a mask on air because, you know, it muffles my voice a little bit. I'm getting tired of a lot of things. But unfortunately, you know, we got to play by the rules. We got to play ball and, you know, see what happens. And I feel bad for these ECHL teams. I feel bad for some of these broadcasters whose, you know, jobs are being taken away from them technically. And I feel bad for, you know, some of the arena workers who also are kind of losing their jobs as well. And just everyone who's losing a job right now during this pandemic, not just in the ECHL, not just in the hockey world, not just in the sports world, but just in the world in general, I feel for you. uh, And you know what? I I totally understand it. And you know, uh, I, I, I wish I can uh, be the person to make it better, but unfortunately I can't. I, all I can say is just be strong and, you know, hopefully everything works out. That's all I can say and, you know, if you're a person who's listening to this and this applies to you, just stay strong, okay? So that's about all the time I have for you guys today. This is very stunning news. It's very shocking and, you know, me and Everett, we feel bad for our ECHL, uh, you know, associates because, you know, we don't want anyone to uh, feel bad or just lose their job, but, Uh, Yeah, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.